Okay, Emily Fox, thank you so much for talking to me yet again about updates with the strike. You've kind of become the resident strike update for us here at KCSB <laughs> News, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. So what has happened, fill me in, since we spoke on Monday? Can you give a quick little recap, and then we can talk about what has happened since then? Yeah, so on Monday I gave you an update about UC's latest offer to the grad student worker unions, UAW 2865, which is for TAs, tutors, and readers. And that union also has some undergrad TAs, tutors, and readers in it. But the majority are grad students. And SRU, which is student researchers, mostly grads. There might be a few undergrads in there as well who are grad students who do research for the university and get paid for that. And so UC gave their last offer on the December 3rd to the union. And we kind of went over that in the last episode, so you could listen to that. So yesterday on December 8th, we had bargaining and UAW, the the student unions, gave a counterproposal to UC responding to UC's last offer to us. Um, So I'll give you a quick rundown on the highlights of that. Okay. So yesterday, UAW 2865 and SRU UAW offered a package deal to UC, which now that there are only a few articles still open and being negotiated, all of these offers that are going back and forth are package offers. So that means that the other party has to accept all of them as is. They can't just say, we'll take this, but not this. And so that's kind of now that we're getting down to just a few articles left, they're all being package articles right now or package proposals, which is a group of multiple articles. So in terms of wages, UAW's offer to UC was for TAs, $32,000 to $40,000 over nine months starting next fall. And for a reminder, currently the lowest pay that TAs get if their departments don't pay them extra money on top of that, what I get is about $24K per year pre-tax. So this would be going up, let's see, $8,000 per year for nine-month appointments, which is the standard. So nine-month appointments is what's guaranteed to workers who are TAs with the option that you might get a summer appointment, but you're not guaranteed a summer appointment. So a lot of TAs are not able to have a job through UC over the summer. And that becomes an issue because especially for international student TAs, because of their visas, they're not allowed to get outside employment. So if they can't get employment through the university over the summer, they essentially can't work and can't make money those months. So that's why 12-month guarantee is really important. So over nine months, it would be 32K to 40K, depending on experience level. There's a kind of step increase based on experience that both UAW and UC have been using in this negotiation process. So over 12 months, that would be 43K to 51K, depending on experience. But again, that summer employment is not guaranteed. In the UAW proposal that we just made. Summer employment is guaranteed for PhD students, but we have a lot of master's students who then would not be guaranteed summer employment. So it's not fair to say that summer employment is guaranteed because it's only for some workers and not others. So that's the first year. Basically, the lowest paid TA would be 32K starting next year. And then each year following that, there's 3% experience-based step increases. And then also in the UAW proposal is a 7% increase for years three and four of the of the contract. So that would be not next year. The year after that would be 7%, and the year after that would be another 7%. And that's kind of to make up for inflation. Lately, inflation has been like around 7%. And then for GSRs, so for grad student researchers in the SRU union, pretty similar proposal. It would essentially be 34K to 50K for 12 months, again, starting next fall. GSRs also have step increases on experience, but it's 
much more common that grad student researchers or student researchers are put on higher steps just from the beginning because a lot of the departments that have a lot of student researchers are STEM departments that have a lot of money. So they can afford to start a GSR, start a student researcher at like step seven instead of step one. But that is very unlikely to be the case for TAs. A lot of TAs are in social sciences, humanity departments that can't afford to just start you at a very high step to begin with. Then some of the other highlights are in the UAW proposal, eliminating um, non-resident student tuition within two years. Um, So that's the tuition that international students have to pay only because they're international students. And it's several thousand dollars every quarter. And they do the same exact work as domestic students. They take the same classes, but they're charged a ton of money just because they're international students. Some other updates are union added dependent health care so that we should be able to put dependents on our health care insurance for those who don't qualify for government programs like Medi-Cal, which is better than the previous proposal. The previous proposal just took away dependent health care entirely because UC didn't accept that package. We were able to re like add it back in. So now it would be you can add a dependent to health your health insurance policy if you don't qualify. That being said, I think probably all grad students would qualify for Medi-Cal, and so I don't think that would actually change anything for most people. And I know I know of one grad student actually who has a son who's trans um, and who is at UC Santa Cruz, and Medi-Cal doesn't cover healthcare, gender-affirming healthcare for trans folks, and so basically this is saying because she, the mother, qualifies for Medi-Cal. She wouldn't be able to get health insurance for a university, and her son still would not be able to get gender-affirming health care. One last thing is, again, our, our union maintained our position on child care subsidies, so $3,000 per quarter in child care subsidies from the university for those who are parents. And previous contract, you only get child care subsidies if your child is under 12, and now um, they're proposing that it should be for under 18. So that's kind of the, the quick summary of, of UAW's most, most recent proposal that w- was proposed yesterday. So I remember last week in one of our episodes together, you talked about how UAW's last proposal a week ago, they made a lot of concessions and that a lot of people in the union weren't necessarily happy with those. And then the UC's counter proposal was even less so. How does all of that compare to what's happening now? Are people happier with these proposals or is it still not quite fitting the bill of what was initially intended? Sure. So my sense is this last proposal is kind of in between UAW's previous proposal and then UC's counteroffer, which I think workers are glad that UAW didn't accept UC's last offer and actually did counter. There were a lot of people who were worried that the union would just accept that last offer from UC. But this offer does still come down quite a bit on our demands. And so I think there there are still many workers who think that even if this contract proposal that was made yesterday was accepted by UC outright, which I'll explain in a second I don't think is going to be the case, it still wouldn't meet a lot of people's needs. And so there's still kind of a, this sense in worker spaces and people talking about organizing to all vote no on this contract. So once our union and you see come to an agreement, the bargaining teams come to an agreement on a potential contract. It's tentatively agreed upon. And then that tentatively agreed upon contract is sent out to workers and all union members can vote. Yes, we should ratify this contract. Essentially, we should accept it and stop striking and be done. Or no, this isn't sufficient for me and 
we need to go back to the bargaining table. So right now across all the UCs, there's a lot of workers starting to have these conversations that we need to start thinking about all voting no on this contract so that we can go back to the bargaining table. And are there any educated guesses or predictions within those worker spaces about when a contract may even be sent out to either be ratified or denied? Yeah, I think it would likely be coming pretty soon. We obviously don't know exactly when. Another development that happened yesterday was, like I said, we had bargaining at 2 p.m. At, I think, 6 p.m., UC said, come back to bargaining in 10 minutes. So there was another bargaining session. And in that session, UC essentially came into the room, said, we consider your latest proposal to be regressive bargaining. And I'll explain that in a second. And so we are asking again to enter mediation. So regressionary bargaining is when an employer and a union are negotiating and essentially someone makes a proposal and then later goes backward on what they've proposed. Um, And that's not considered, like that's considered like bad faith bargaining. From what I understand, our proposal was not like a regressive proposal because we made a package deal, which then if UC doesn't accept, like I said, they didn't, you can change things. So you're not held to what you had previously proposed if they don't accept the whole thing at once. If you just propose one article and they don't accept it, you can't then later go back on what you've offered and offer something less. But nonetheless, UC is trying to essentially like threaten our bargaining team by saying they think this is regressive bargaining. So they want to enter mediation, which is where a third party arbitrator would come in, essentially because the two bargaining parties can't like can't come to agreement or are not, you know, starting to arrive at an agreement. So a third party arbitrator comes in and essentially like plays the middleman. And UC had previously asked for this either before the strike or shortly after the strike started. And our bargaining team had said no. And they asked again last night at 6 p.m. They said, we need to know by tomorrow at 8 a.m. if you will accept mediation. And our bargaining teams then voted this morning at 7 a.m. to enter mediation. And so essentially that doesn't that doesn't stop the strike. Um, it just means that there's now going to be a third party who is who is helping mediate negotiations. And you see their their kind of threat, implicit threat to our bargaining team around mediation was that if we didn't accept mediation, it was implied kind of that they would start filing for impasse. So if two parties are negotiating and they can't reach agreement, you can opt to enter into mediation. That's like an option. Or one of the parties could file impasse with kind of like the labor board. And the party that files impasse is saying, we're trying and the other team isn't trying. And like, there's nothing we can do about it. And in impasse, there would also be kind of like a third party moderator. But that moderator can essentially, because the two parties can't agree, that third party arbitrator moderator can like enforce a contract or like make everyone settle on something. So that was kind of the threat that UC was saying that if you don't enter voluntary mediation, we're going to start filing for impasse. So our our parties agreed to third-party mediation. Again, the strike still goes. We still strike throughout mediation process. Even if we went into impasse process, you can still strike throughout that whole thing. And UC at any time during mediation or impasse could still like stop doing illegal things and offer what we need. Kind of as a a final follow-up, going back to previous conversations we've had, what has been happening with the postdocs and graduate researchers who came to a tentative bargaining agreement? 
Yeah, so they were voting this whole week. I believe their vote closes today, so today is the last day of voting. Their workers are voting on if they want to agree to that tentative agreement or not. So we should know um, this weekend if that tentative agreement has been ratified or not. So if the majority voted yes, and that tentative agreement will be ratified, their strike will end, they'll all go back to work and have this new contract. If the majority of UAW 5810, the Postdocs and Academic Researchers Union, if the majority of those members vote no, then they would continue striking. The, the kind of expectation is that the bargaining team all resigns, but that's not like a law. So it's likely that their bargaining team would resign and they would elect a new bargaining team and start over. All right. And then in terms of final grades, has anything changed from what we've talked about previously with regard to the fact that it will be an NG, technically speaking, according to UC, lecturers and workers have until the end of March, until the end of winter quarter to submit final grades. Is that still correct? Yeah, that's still correct. Everything stands. I saw something recently that it might say NR or NG, but those are essentially the same thing. It just depends on if there's some grades for the class submitted or not. So if no grades at all are submitted, it says NR, like not registered. Or if like some grades are submitted, but some aren't for that course, then it says NG. But the Office of the Registrar told faculty that NGs and NRs are treated the same. And they've also given faculty some guidance on like how to submit some grades if they want to submit some grades for some students in like exceptional circumstances and not for others. They gave faculty info on how to do that. And I guess just reiterating the fact that both faculty, so tenure track or tenured senate faculty and lecturers, both of those groups teach classes. Neither of those groups have to pick up struck labor, so have to do the grading or the work that their TAs are not doing because they're on strike. That's protected under HERA, which is a labor law in California for higher ed workers. And so no one can be forced to do the grading TAs aren't doing in order to submit grades. That's that's legally protected. You can respect the picket line. And so if professors choose to do that, undergrads might not see grades for those for those courses, but you will get your grades eventually. As soon as everything wraps up, those grades will will be entered just as normal and it will look like nothing ever happened. All right. Any other updates that we haven't gone over today? Last thing, if you happen to be staying on campus over break, we're not going to be having a picket line after today because no one's on campus. So if you don't see us, it doesn't mean we're not striking. It just means there's no point in us sitting outside the library or somewhere on campus with no one seeing us. (laughs) Right. Understood. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Emily. Hopefully this winter break gets to be some sort of break for you and other workers. Yes. Thank you.